guys, welcome to Slash Report. I'm Prue, and as ever, I'm joined by my partner in crime, MK. Hello. Hey. What up, Brosif? I've already embarrassed myself like eight times today, so I think we're in good company. Excellent, excellent. Well played, sir. Do you know what I re- what you reminded me, and then we mutually realized this week, MK? What's that? We've been doing this podcast for officially a year. Yeah, a year as of August 14. That's weird, right? Totally weird. I mean, there was there were a few breaks, but a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously there were a few breaks, which is the only reason we haven't stopped yet, but... But think of it this way. This season is 21 episodes, and season one was 17 episodes, and that is, like what, a little under 40 episodes? Yeah. Which is almost an episode a week for, yeah. like, a full year. It's fucking daddy, man. Yeah, I didn't think I had time for this. I didn't think that we would sustain it. I think that we've talked about this before, right, on the podcast, where we're just like, uh, both of us have the attention span of gnats. And are, like, generally speaking, we're like, mm, I'm just canceling on that party. I just, I can't. No. <laughs> this conversation brought to you by the fact that I just, like, did a run down of my schedule the next seven days complaining about all of my social obligations. Like, oh, I hate it when people like me and want to spend time. And I was like, no, I'm canceling all of my obligations this weekend. Still putting on a fucking sundress and taking a train for an hour tomorrow. So I think I win the better human sweepstakes this week. I win the happier human sweepstakes. Yeah, fuck you. I'm going to take my sunburn and my barbecue with dignity. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy your sunburn. I won't. I'm delicate. I don't like burning. Uh (laughs) I don't like burning. I don't. I don't like burning. Burning is bad. (laughs) There's like a kink meme just waiting for you. Jesus. You're welcome. Is that like a thing? I don't know. As soon as I thought it, it came into existence, so I'm just going to assume yes. Well, I think, I'm sure it's on 4chan already. I'm sure it's on Guru somewhere. Well, doesn't, I'm assuming SPN fandom has, like, some kind of branding kink. No, that was in Smallville. Oh, of course, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just telling you, like, I'm fully aware of where that action lives, but I... But I was sitting there like, is anyone actually into burns? Like, is that like a thing? Because I now track both the SPN and Glee kink meme to try and keep abreast of the perversion in fandom. And I have not seen burns. Well, now that you've, now that we've put it out there, I'm sure it'll crop up. I don't know. I don't know. I just think, I mean, this is just one of those things where I was like, just pussy, ruined flesh does not seem attractive to me. But then again, what do I know? I'm close-minded and boring like that. Clearly. Totally boring like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, dude, I just, can you even remember the genesis of this entire project? Like, how did we, like, because we did this super casual, like, and then we had to, like, level up by accident. Uh, yeah, no, I remember, like, two months of, like, just being so lazy and half-assed. You love podcasts. I love podcasts. And I have a long-standing hatred of radio. Which is interesting to me that you're participating in this medium. Well, here's my problem with radio. Every time, okay, so I have a shower radio, which is the only radio that I own. Right. Um, and it uses, like, some big-ass batteries, and I purely keep it around so that if there's, like, a mass power outage or something, I can turn on the radio and find out what's happening. Right. But I listen to music in the shower, and every morning I turn this stupid radio on, and every morning as I get into the shower, no matter, like, how I vary my morning schedule... Ads. Like, ads that last the exact length of my shower, and then a terrible song. (laughs) I've changed radio stations, I've, like, gotten up earlier, I've slept in, like, it doesn't matter. 
every time. And there's a lot of just like bullshit conversations. My radio station last week reported on something that I saw on the internet a month ago. Nice. That was news. I know. I'm aware of how this works. <laughs> Anyways, so I've always hated radio and I've always thought this could be better. And then we wound up recording a Skype call. Yes. Yes, we did. How did, how did, how, how the fuck did this happen after that? I don't know. But the part, the, the one that, I don't know if everyone knows this, but we got thrown up. Like, the reason we actually have a legitimate domain in <laughs> is, like, the greatest story of accidental success of all time. So originally we needed a place to put these episodes. And we found this awesome and really easy to use file hosting service called Cloudly. Yes. Um, and it's we great. It's to be unlimited. Unlimited hosting supposedly, for free, and you, no, we paid for it. No, we bought, like, that's the reason why we were so pissed. So it yeah. was cloudy. It claimed unlimited hosting, and we bought a premium account so that we got the unlimited hosting. Like, the most unlimited that unlimited could ever unlimit. Yes. And it had a great interface, and we used it for, like, a month, and then we got contacted by the service, and they were like, yeah, you have too many downloads. Yeah, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, We're going to, like, you're violating your terms of service somehow. And we're going to shut down this account. And we were like, yeah. I thought this was unlimited, and we gave you money. Yeah. And they were like, uh, yeah, you just need to stop, but we'll give you a free month. And we were like, fuck your free month. <laughs> fuck your free month. But, like, we officially had no use for it other than to serve up Slash Report episodes. Yeah, that was the only thing we used it for. And, you know, it just made sense at that point to buy a domain and a hosting package. <laughs> that's, that's when Summer Tea came in. Yeah, Summer Tea was like, do you guys want to share a hosting package that's actually unlimited? And we were like, how unlimited is unlimited? <laughs> yeah, because we've already been thrown off the one unlimited thing. Yeah. And so far, it's great. Thanks, DreamHost. Yeah, please be nice to us and, like, don't evict us. We haven't done anything bad. But I think the best thing about Cloudly was we didn't know how many downloads we had. And we were like, I don't know, how much bandwidth could we possibly be using? <laughs> a lot, as it turns yes, out. a lot. Enough to get us thrown off of our paid premium account on a file server. And I think we've, like, at least tripled that by now. God, I'm trying not to think about it. It's pretty awesome. No, more than... We've, like... 30 times over. Like, that's how much bandwidth we use. It's because we have a lot of listener lurkers. They're pretty great. I know. I love you guys. But long story short, guys, don't use Cloudly. Don't give them any money. Don't give them any money. They're just like, they'll just, they'll just lie to you. They're like, oh, man, you're liars. <laughs> yes. Good. Nice life lesson there, Prue. <laughs> right. Sorry, I've had a lot of life lessons this week, MK. A lot of life lessons. So in case you guys were wondering, this is completely off topic, but I feel the urge to, like, clear the air and share the pain, right? Like, it's the first step toward recovery. <laughs> um, but if you were reading the Slash Report Twitter stream when we were discussing how, like, we found something awful on the internet, and it was one of those really crystalline, like, hive mind moments, the minute I sent the link, everyone was like, oh my god, we know exactly what fandom that would be being in. <laughs> Yep. Um, the thing that we found, or the thing that I specifically found and decided to inflict on everyone else, was that some woman, either this week or last week, decided to get a name tattooed on her anus. Like, like not, in the butthole. Like, around the butthole. Like, not on her tramp stamp, not, like, on a cheek. We're talking, like, like rim job territory. Exactly. Uh, and just... I just, and she got, I think her, oh, wait, let me get this right. Uh, this person, 
an anal sex aficionado tells New Times she got the words rock and wood inscribed around her butthole. What? Birthday present for an ex-lover named Rockwood. Because anyway, if we broke up, then I rock wood in my ass. Now, this, aside from being a clear indication of the apocalypse, and awful on its own, like, the minute I saw this, I was like, oh my god, somewhere out there in Inception fandom. <laughs> this is just happening. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm, like... <laughs> I don't read Inception that often. Like, I'm really weak to it, but I try to stay away. I, I went deeper. Like, I reread everything, and then I, like, read all the stuff that I didn't read the first time. <laughs> Did you rock and it? all I can think now is, like, oh, my God, please, no butthole tattoos. No butthole tattoos? Arthur, you're too good for that. He's not. That's the problem. Don't let Eames ruin your life. You would totally get a butthole tattoo. Oh. Like, so... That like, there's, needs a, help. there's a dark troll part of me that actually wants to write that story for sheer shits and giggles. You're so mean. I, it's not even meanness. I'm trying to provide a service to the universe. Yeah, that's like how drug dealers provide a service. <laughs> uh, I've had so many drug dealer conversations this week. Me too. It's creepy, right? It's a little bit weird. Yeah, it's like, okay, I, just, I had like a series of interactions this week that all ended with, call this guy. Tell him I sent you. And it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> I, and I'm not going to go into it. I just, I had a really awkward conversation with my dad and it felt like a drug deal. It did. It felt a lot like a drug deal. Big time. Like like, <laughs> so suspicious. So, so sketch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, yes. But as you guys have noticed, this one's kind of freeform. Uh, yeah, I think we're more laid back because it's the one year anniversary. It's the one year anniversary. We're drunk. Some Barry White's on the radio. Are you really drunk? No. Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah. We have some fun follow-up fandom confessionals as people have continued to send us stuff. Oh, wait. Uh, Can I just say? Yeah. When you said, if anyone was wondering what was up with the Slash Report Twitter this week, all I could think of was toaster slots. Oh, man. That was such a weird, dark, terrible conversation. Like... The best part, okay, so another terrible thing that happened on our, like, this is not selling our Twitter feed to anyone who doesn't already subscribe to it. Whatever, it totally sells our Twitter feed. You guys will love it. It really doesn't. Like, for some reason, for like a a day-long period in the middle of the week, our Twitter feed just became like this frozen hellscape of, like, robot sex jokes. Not just robot sex jokes. Jokes about having sex with kitchen appliances. Yeah, good point. Fine. But the, the really fucked up part about this, right, is that the genesis of this conversation, I am not making this up. I am not trying to, like, lessen my... Because normally I will totally cop to it if I'm the one who, like, sparked a terrible conversation. Yeah. But the genesis of this conversation is legitimately me in our chat saying, like, isn't the Mars rover amazing? I love that <laughs> the curiosity is on Mars sending us pictures of Mars. Aren't these rocks amazing? And within seriously like three minutes, it had turned into like fucking a blender. <laughs> like, oh, no. And it wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. I read the chat transcript and I'm still really confused because I had already like left at that point. I was like, yeah, see you guys later. And I left and three minutes later, shit went to hell. I know. It was like, blah, blah, blah. The mysteries and magic of science and discovery. Toaster fucking. <laughs> Toaster fucking. Get it hot. Ah, I can't. <laughs> mm, stop. <laughs> this is why we're friends. 
No, this is not why we're friends. This is why one day when you least expect it, I'm going to get you back. Yeah, you can try. I will try and I'll probably fail. Like I'll fall down or get distracted by something. (laughs) Probably a robot. Okay. (laughs) But this week, we actually had some follow-up confessions. One that you guys are going to love. And that we loved. And that we were so excited about. And like fingers super hardcore crossed. And a couple of just interesting ones that people sent as a follow-up to what they heard last week. We got more than we're actually reading on the air. But uh, a lot of it was just people writing us essays about their thoughts and feelings, which we really appreciate, by the way. Yeah. Uh, So, number one, I enjoyed the Fandom Confessions episode, and you've inspired me, along with a bunch of comments I have seen here and there, to confess this. I find it annoying when people complain about Loki having called Natasha a mewling quinn in the recent Avengers film. It seems to me that the moment was perfectly in character, and Loki is exactly the sort of creep who might use that phrase in that situation. The fact that the phrase is kind of archaic, sounds exceptionally spiteful, is just a bonus, characterization-wise. I have no problems with him using that phrase. He's Loki. Uh, I have problems with the phrase, but I think it's probably character accurate. Yeah, well, characters do terrible things all the time, but if it's in character, that's all that counts. Right, and I think that, like, I think think that the person who wrote into us has, like, a very good point. It makes perfect character sense that he would do this. And people who are like, no, he would never. Loki is, like, a fragile, beautiful soul are kind of... Those people are a bit delusional and way too much in love with Tom Hiddleston. You guys need to, like, keep it tucked. A little bit. Like, I really enjoy Tom Hiddleston as a person because he seems, by all accounts, to be thoroughly delightful. He seems great. Yeah. But, like, Tom Hiddleston is not Loki. Like, he never birthed an eight-legged horse child. So, I just... That horse child is gifted. (laughs) I just... I just can't. Um, (laughs) Horse child is already in the movie. He's already a mom. He has so much to live for. He shouldn't be doing this. It's true. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think it's completely character accurate. So we're with you. But the interesting follow-up to this is that, hilariously, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but there are people who actually go into the Slash Report account and just, like, read the messages people have already sent. Well, the fangirl confessional account. Oh, that's right. Sorry, guys. It's a good thing they don't go into the Slash Report account. Yeah, if anyone is in the Slash Report account, you guys are in for some terribleness. I'm apologizing in advance. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, that email account is basically just the black hole of the universe. <laughs> No, but in the fangirl confessional account, people, like, will go in and read previous confessions and respond to them, which is creating, like, an interesting thread of Gmail messages on some of these. But this is a response to the previous one, which was, don't misunderstand me. I am a feminist, loud and proud, and think that anyone who calls a woman a quim or any variation thereof deserves a swift kick in the dick, which it seems to me is essentially what Natasha metaphorically gave Loki. So, you know, problem solved. I don't know if the majority of people who have complained about this are Loki apologists who don't want to face the fact that he's a great character, but also an asshole with giant entitlement issues, or if they have other reasons. But come on, consistent characterization, folks. What's for dinner? Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, agree. <coughs> That's actually part of the first one, anyways. Oh, what the wow. fuck? I suck at this. <laughs> Guys, this week I gave it over to Prue to handle the email half of this. Yeah, I know, and I'm clearly not bad at it. I'm clearly not good at it. Um, 
my talents lie in other areas like slotting toasters. Uh, <laughs> actual, sorry, guys. The actual follow-up to this was it was kind of jarring every time I watched the movie, but I think it really worked, referring to the Neil and Quinn thing. Right. Uh, more importantly, most importantly for me at least, it drove home that Loki is insane and a horrible person, much more so than all the killing, because violence is so commonplace in TV and movies, while language that is unquestionably offensive almost never happens. In Thor, I could sort of sympathize with his man pain because he is, after all, very good at manipulation. But this put him firmly into evil. I guess that's sort of a confession. I find it easier to forgive characters who kill people rather than character characters that are sexist, which is a little fucked up now that I think about it. It's more than a little fucked up anon. It's a lot fucked up. Well, what are you going to do about it? Uh, nothing. I'm just commenting on the fact that it's a lot fucked up, especially since a lot of people get killed because of sexism, racism, and misogyny. So, you know. That's true, but I guess, I don't know, fiction is always kind of super fucked up. So anytime that I have a really fucked up opinion about something that I see in, like, movies or television or whatever, I'm just like, nope, don't care. <laughs> but you live in, like, a magical land where only MK rules apply. And, like, reality dare not intrude. Reality frequently bends to my will, so... No comment. Um, Okay, number three, MK, you'll enjoy, and I'm sure you'll have all sorts of things you want to talk about and follow up to this, is it's two confessions that are sort of paralleling one another. The confession number one is, I care about the plot of Teen Wolf. (laughs) And the follow-up was, someone wrote seconded there should be i guess this is a teen wolf anonymous to deal with the shame okay guys here here's my little mini confession (sighs) season one of teen wolf i literally could only manage to watch three episodes i tried to watch no four episodes i tried to watch the rest i tried but it was so bad and we talked about that on the show right like i think we got some flack for it but i don't like that's my honest opinion season one was pretty terrible but season two is really good. Like, it's well-written, and shit was just, like, exploding everywhere, and there was, like, character development and, like, amazing twists, and I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Suddenly, I care about the plot of Teen Wolf. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, number four. Oh, God. This one's interesting. I'm going to be curious to see what you think about this one. Okay. Okay. Four. So ever since I was 16 or so, I've been known among my friends as the girl with the dirty mouth and dirtier mind. I once gave a humorous speech about, among other things, why people enjoy caning to 200 of my peers. Why would you do that, Anon? My friends are always impressed, horrified at all the sexy, kinky shit. I know. In, in fact, some of them think of me as the authority to, on weird sexual shit. They think I'm really kinky and super sexually experienced and have even expressed their condolences that my boyfriend is, pretty, is a pretty vanilla guy. Here's the thing. I'm not super kinky or some sort of crazy sex god. I just read a lot of fan fiction and, naturally being a curious person, often go on to exhaustively research the practices found therein. I'm always kind of afraid of losing my street cred when I play Never Have I Ever. Anon, the first thing that comes to mind is that from the Rage Proof Rock book, Living Your Life, dude, just lie. (laughs) Just lie. I've lied during Never Have I Ever. I've lied hard. Oh, I don't play Never Have I Ever. Not because, like, of the lying, just because I've gotten in so much trouble playing fucking Never Have I Ever before. Of course you have. Because, okay, my, I went to, I, like, was in college with the sort of people who took a game of Never Have I Ever as a sort of, like, challenge accepted situation. (laughs) It's like, Never Have I Ever done four car bombs in five minutes. And someone's like, like, bring it. Someone's like, bring us the booze and Jaeger. It's like, no, (laughs) Yeah, so I don't I don't do that anymore. I just lie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Also, I think you're probably not alone, Anon, in fandom. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've definitely had... Okay, so a friend of mine, her fiancé, wanted to try anal sex. Okay. And she was like... She came to talk to me about it afterwards, because she was like, don't you know a lot about this? Like, is it supposed to hurt? And we had to have a long talk about, like, did he stretch? You know, did did you use lube? Did you... Um, and, like, she didn't know that women don't have a prostate. There's just, like, a lot of stuff that you can learn through fan fiction and the associated, like, proper research that you do. Don't believe everything you read in fic, obviously. There's no, some bad, God, no. God, bad no. shit. God. Just remember, fandom is also the place where somebody once thought that sand would be appropriate lube for anal sex. Yeah, which just, like, how? In what universe? Anyways. Yeah. But guaranteed, you probably know about some things that norms don't. And that's not a big deal, and it shouldn't be. Um, Unless you're getting a butthole tattoo, in which case just strike that knowledge from your memory. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's my whole opinion on this. No, I think that's a legit opinion. There's nothing wrong with doing your research. Yeah. And I don't think, again, when it comes to, like, if you're ever in a position where you're like, I'm about to lose my street cred, if it bothers you, deflect. If it, or lie. If it doesn't bother you, tell them where you actually got it from. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're the type of person who can give a speech about caning in front of 200 people, I'm pretty sure your your threshold for what bothers you is fair. (laughs) You should be okay. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. I just fake it till you make it. Um, number five, I'm a lurker, as in I do not contribute to fandom in any way that is meaningful to others. I'm the ultimate consumer. I read fit constantly, enjoy meta and art, and generally other people's hard work, but I give nothing back. I don't comment or on anything or interact with other fans at all. I'm not in any way altruistic or productive, and I don't feel guilty about it. Sometimes I feel isolated, though. It gets lonely, but I still can't be bothered to create a whole online identity and put effort into getting to know people. You know, you don't even have to create an online identity to uh, give feedback on fic. Like, you can give kudos on a fic on AO3 as an anon. Yeah, I I was, you know, originally when I first read this one, I was sort of like, eh, whatever, most people lurk. But then there was something like sort of, I don't know, deeply sad about this secret, I think. It's lonely. It is very lonely. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's the part where it says, but I still can't be bothered to create a whole online identity and put effort into getting to know people. If it's just that, like, you can't be fucked because it would take time and energy that you don't want to devote to it, that's totally, like, that's one thing, right? Yeah. But if it's one of those things where you're really involved, but you don't feel like you can get in like you want to be involved but you don't feel like you can get involved you should yeah uh, if you feel despite, that need yeah because despite my complaining about fandom being filled with assholes like it's not constantly filled with assholes there's still some nice people um way to sell it i know what what can i say no i mean fandom is basically like the typical breakdown of anything where like 99 percent of the, the people involved are great and then like one percent like poisons the well so you know um, Always pee downstream of your water supply. You got, I really wish you guys could see my face right now. I know exactly what your face looks like right now. It's mm, that's mm. good advice though. If you ever get lost in the wilderness, should we you move know, on? I, I'm just no. I'm trying now. I'm now. I'm, you know what I'm visualizing, right? I'm visualizing what would happen if we got lost in the wilderness. Uh, well, I would teach you the hug a tree pee method. What? Okay. Let's say that you're in the wilderness. I'm knowing this, and you're a lady, and you need to pee. And let's say that you are uncomfortable with the old squat method. Okay. Or you're worried you're going to pee on your shoes or something. Right. So take off your shoes and, you know, readjust your under whatever. 
and hug a tree with your feet wide apart. Pee while hugging the tree and then just step backwards and you don't get any pee on yourself and you didn't have to squat. Just saying. I I, I wish you hadn't educated me of that. You've, listen, I used to go out to like a rock pit with my dad on the weekends to shoot guns and there are no bathrooms at the rock pit. He was like, this is what poison ivy looks like. Don't wipe. Like, don't wipe with that. Use a maple leaf. How old were you when this was happening? Like four through 19. <laughs> the greatest part about this, right, is I'm sitting here, like, visualizing this. Like, tiny MK. Like, <laughs> hugging a tree, fucking peeing with no shoes on in a, in a goddamn rock quarry. And I was like, what was I doing during those years? Oh, right. I was being, like, a cosseted princess. I was at some sort of, like, figure drawing class on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I alternated. I alternated, like, your lifestyle and the lifestyle that my dad wanted me to have. can't even fucking process. Like, the fact that we get along is one of the universe's greatest mysteries. <laughs> We've already discussed how all of my friends are Hino Rei. Oh, we are. We really, really are. Like the Sucky. worst people in the world. We're not the worst people in the world. Listen, there is an amazing comic where someone is like, I'm really tired. Of Ray like yelling at Usagi all the time for being terrible at everything, and the next time that Ray dies, maybe Usagi can just be like, "Hey, fuck you! Guess who brings you back to life every time?" Oh, not doing it this time until you apologize. She's dead. Their ghosts are always hanging around. Come on, when she fought Barrel, there were like four ghost scouts right beside her. <laughs> okay. I will school you on this. Please don't. It's like there's just like a long list of things that like I don't want to know and this is definitely high on it i think we just had five minutes of things you don't want to know it's true that is true i didn't want to know how to pee on a tree you're gonna be glad one day that you have that knowledge no because my life is not like a fucking ya book about a hatchet like no one's gonna like my twin engine plane is not gonna go down in the forest i'm not gonna have to kill a moose like you don't know that for sure those are like the exact reasons that i had to learn a bunch of stuff Do I look like the type of person who would, like, fly over a forest in a twin engine? Do I? Yes. No. My fingers are, like, beautiful and soft because they don't experience manual labor. And yet, you know how to fight. Like, this is terrible. Sorry, guys. We have to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But this is the one that we have been waiting for in terms of fandom confessionals. Guys, do you remember during our fandom confessions episode where one of our listeners wrote in and said that he or she had been co-writing with someone and had to like drop off the face of the earth because they felt like they were projecting their own feelings onto their co-writer into the story and they just vanished. And we were saying that like love finds a way. You got another one. We got another one. It's the best. We got something that may or may not be the follow-up to this. Disclaimer, we do not know if this is the co-writer that you had been working with, Anon, but we hope it is. Let us read this, and then you should go email that person and then fall in love. Okay. (laughs) So, our Anon writes in. So, I was listening to this week's Slash Report, and you guys read a confession about an author who had fallen for a co-author and then completely dropped her alias. Well, I've been wondering where the hell my old co-author has gone. We even had our own handle that we posted under, and then one day she disappeared, completely disappeared from our shared fandom space. No more new posts, 
no new stories, no comments, etc. I've been really worried because I keep thinking of worst case scenarios and regretting that I never got the chance to tell her that I liked her. Before she left, I'd even gone as far as making a mutual friend ask her if she would ever see herself dating me, and I never got an answer back. Anyway, I realized the chances that Anon is my missing co-author is very slim, but Anon, I just wanted to say that you should definitely try to contact your old friend. They probably miss you a lot and have been worrying about you. We had, I think, like a 20 or 30 email chain conversation about this, just like writing slash about you two. We were. We were. Sorry, guys. We were legitimately writing a non-slash about you guys. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's like... I want, I want this to be them. I really want it to be them. Oh, I want it to work. <laughs> I'll be so sad if it's not them. I'm so invested. This is like when I was watching the first season of The Bachelor all over again. Really? No, I'm joking. Sorry. I care about this much more than that. I care about this about as much as I care about, you know. No, no. I- you watched The Bachelor? I go to the gym sometimes. You can't control what's on the television there. All right. Yeah. No, that's actually my defense. It is one of the most terrible shows on the earth. But this is not terrible at all. This is awesome. Anon, this is super awesome. So, person from last week who wrote in and about the dropped alias, like, does this sound like your person? If it is, please give them a shout. Even if it doesn't, heed this advice. Go seek out your ex-co-writer. You never know. You totally never know. Never know. There have been loads of fandom love connections. You have to take a chance. You know what? You can be the first time where, like, the meta circle in fandom comes all the way back, right? So, like... Everyone started writing stories where, like, people in our shows were in fandom and they fell in love. And now you guys can actually be in fandom having read those stories and fall in love. Oh, Yeah, it'll be a nice, beautiful, closed circuit that I enjoy. Me too. That's, like, a lovely symmetry. It is. I love it. Do it. Do it for great justice, Anons. Do it. (laughs) Do it for Prue. Do it for me. Do it for me. No, you don't understand. Like, we spent a lot of time on this, right? Like, we actually came up with, like, whole fucking elaborate plots about how, like, their love didn't work out the first time. Right? Like, what if the friend that you asked to find out if she liked you was also in love with you and so didn't pass on the message? I know. It's so, so operatic. It's like some Dallas 90210 shit, right? Like, so she, like, secretly resented the relationship that was building there. So she, like, did all she could to shoehorn herself in and, like... Make sure that never actually happened. Buzz casting the two young lovers asunder. That's like a whole at least one season arc. I know. I could like write 50,000 words based off of that, guys. Yeah, she really could. I really could. 50,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> Just knock it out of the park. Just do it. Just do it. So much do it. Oh, uh, it's so cute. It's, it's our official favorite thing we've ever gotten. Oh, wait. But we did get fan art of ourselves, and it's pretty accurate. We did. Oh, that's right. We should definitely talk about that. Was someone, Shooper? Is that, is that who it was? Shoe? Shoe, I think it was. Okay. Shoe, I think it was you. If it wasn't, we'll just re-record this line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we got amazing fan art from Shoe, who drew rage tits and moon clets in full Viking regalia. It's true. And uh, I showed it to some girls at work. I was like, hey, someone drew fan art of me and my friend, unseen. And they were like, God, it looks like you. I know, it's, so, it's sort of unsettlingly accurate. Yeah. Just like, how? She knows. It's creepy. Either that or, like, just our terrible personality defects 
translate into physical representations of ourselves fairly easily. I guess so. Before I knew you, I thought that you were blonde. Did I ever tell you, like, the greatest story of all time of what someone thought I looked like before they met me? No. Have you? This is the Lepagus story. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I met Lepagus in New York. And, like, we had talked on the internet before, but we never met in person. And, like, so we went to dim sum, and, like, a couple of weeks after we'd started hanging out, we were sitting on the train one day, and she just busts, I don't even remember the genesis of this conversation, but she's just like, you do realize I used to think that you were, like, a chain smoker, right? And I was like, what? She's like, I used to, she had this amazing mental image of me where I used to, like, live in a basement with like six cats and I like was in my forties, right? Like, so I was in my forties and had like frazzled dishwater hair and I chain smoked so much that like I either had one of those crazy chain smoker voices or like a throat pipe thing. (laughs) The emphysema, I guess. The emphysema. You sound like an old. Yeah. And (laughs) just, and like curlers in the hair, like every single terrible, like, not even fandom cliche. Like, I don't know where this came from. And I was just like, how? Like, how about, how about anything led you to that conclusion? <laughs> Chain smoking, moo wearing, cat owner who's like 45 and looks much older from the chain smoking. So I guess... Uh, we actually met, like, what, would you say, like, five years ago now or something? Yeah, you were definitely nervous as fuck. <laughs> nervous as fuck, but I also thought that you were, like, 22, blonde, blue-eyed. Like, a white girl. I totally Just thought you so were... Exactly what I look like, really. <laughs> totally. No, just because um, I think the title in your blog was something about, like, being a valley girl. And yes. my mental image of a valley girl is, like, a blonde, blue-eyed, 20-something... And I was like, oh, I wonder if she has, like, a really weird southern accent and, like, is weirdly bubbly. Well, I do declare. I could have. I could have busted out my southern the entire time and freaked you out. But I try not to do that. Because there is nothing creepier than, like, you not knowing an Asian person and, like, them opening their mouth and just, like, a mouthful of southern vowels drop out. It's very disconcerting. See, I think I would be fine with you having a weird accent, but the southern accent is a little bit creepy to me. Why? Is it all of our Tennessee Williams and Faulkner? No, because in, like, Canadian crime dramas, anyone with a southern accent is usually a serial killer. Seems legit. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, don't don't go near that person. They have a southern accent. That person's a killer. How do you know that I'm not a serial killer, MK? Um, because I stayed at your place for, like, a week or more, and you didn't kill me. I don't need to kill people who come visit me. I'm probably just one of those people who kills hookers, because no one ever looks for that. If you're gonna do that, you have to, like, drag them across the border into either another state or another country. Dude, I have no fucking borders to drag them. I could drag them to Scotland. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> That's so far away. That's, like, a six-hour train. I'm not gonna drag any hookers into it's Scotland. It's not that bad. <laughs> The UK is so small. You can drive everywhere in no time. It is. I had one of the most bizarro conversations with someone where we were talking about how it was really difficult to get back home for holidays. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, it's such a pain in the ass. Like, especially since, like, you want to go visit your family around Christmas or the end of the year for New Year's or whatever. But it's just the traveling is such a pain. They're like, oh, no, completely agreed. I was like, so where's your family? And this is, I was having this conversation in London. They were like, oh, they're up in 
They're up in Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Cool. My family's in San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously? Yorkshire. The only place that I would accept someone who lives in London saying that, like, oh, God, it's so hard to visit my family for the holidays is motherfucking Wales. Because that place is small, but, like, impossible to drive through. That is true. Lepagus, me, and her dad spent a lot of time lost in Wales. And then I went sort of crazy, and, like, I made her stop the car at a pasture because there were sheep, and I wanted to go chase one. Oh, my God. I made my mom stop at so many sheep pastures. Well, did you try to steal any sheep thief? No, I actually was just trying to desperately take photos of black sheep because I like the black sheep better than the white sheep because they're so cute. Okay. And hairy cows. I really wanted hairy cows. What what constitutes a hairy cow versus a non-hairy cow? Um, in Scotland, there's a special breed of cow called the hairy cow or the hairy coo. Um, with, yeah, they're really cute. They have big, big horns that go kind of sideways from their head, and they're literally covered in really long hair. Wow. Like, they look like a big shaggy dog. A plus. They're awesome. Well, we're so off topic. This entire episode is just a shit show. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of shit shows, I just sent MK our SLO for the week, which yes. I'm making her read because I read all the confessions. And because this slow entry, if this is the one I think it is, is like so terrible. It's like Bugcock, son of Bugcock. <laughs> like, this is the horrible sequel to a horrible movie. Yes. I hope you guys have girded your loins. They're so girded. So girded. So girded. <sighs> slow entry. The same friend from my last slow entry, upon learning from me after I learned about it on this podcast that Bugcock was a thing that existed, went and found some. Then she sent it to me, because if she had to know, then it was only right and fair that I had to know. (laughs) Now I pass the burden of this knowledge along to you and complete the circle. Thank you, Anon. Thank you. It's a seven-part whip. The salient details are... Accidental voyeurism leading to non-con underage father-son incest bugcock with allusions to the rapist father breeding the son, the bugcock's proboscis ejaculating maggots which have to be eaten by the owner of the bugcock. The bugcock eats the son's semen to live. Bonus! Because of course there's a bonus. Well, like, the great part is how excited you sound when you're like, bonus! Well, she wrote it in all caps with an exclamation mark, so I assume that she is also excited about the bonus. Plus, this bonus is totally the kind of terrible things that we would do to each other. My friend has decided that when our best friend, who is the same friend we tortured with healing gang rape fic, does something to displease her, she will punish him by reading him this story. (laughs) You guys thought we were bad before. You don't even know the depths of our terribleness. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Who was this from? Druid Spell. Druid Spell. You're just so dangerous. So dangerous. So dangerous and cruel. Because, see, when I find something awful and I want to torture MK with it, I at least don't read it to her out loud. That's true. Though uh, There was that... Okay, so, guys, to give you some background... Oh my god, is this about the first time we ever... <laughs> no, no, that would... That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. We have to tell that story after. Okay, so, because Prue is not in Teen Wolf fandom, but pretty much <laughs> everyone that she likes is, yeah. we had to institute a rule that there is a separate wolf pack chat during the day, as well as the regular group chat. So there's literally, in my Gmail, every day, two group chats side by side, and the only difference is that Prue is in one of them and not the other. Yes. But years, for like years, years, 
everyone else in that group really loved Supernatural, and I did not. And I sat through it, and it was horrible. Just like... I don't know why we never considered. See, here's the really sad thing about, like, your Supernatural years, MK, is that Kate and I actually had a side chat going. Oh, my God. Gene Castiel fanfic writing, because we were like, oh, we're not going to spam the window with it. You're the worst! It was it was to protect you. I didn't I didn't recognize that like we could have just moved all the supernatural shit there. But there are days I have three group chats going through. I know, but it's not my problem that you have like Wolfpack group and like whatever else is happening. Oh, it's right. NHL RPS. Nice, good, proud of you. You're welcome. But do you remember the very first night that you, were, that you spent at my house? Uh, yeah, I think I ruined your life for like the rest of that week. That was, like, it was a really bad decision. Because essentially, like, we were in my apartment in New York. It was so late. It was something crazy stupid late. Like, two in the morning. Two in the morning when we finally ordered food. Yeah, and, like, we just could not, like, lock our shit down and stop laughing. It was just, like, every single time we stopped talking, like, in the silence, I would say something else that I had seen on the SDA <laughs> It would just be over. I knew that, like, okay... I was trying to go to sleep. I was like, oh my god, you have to go to sleep because she has, like, a a job to go to in the morning, like, a real job, and, no, I'm just dicking around, but whatever, and then you, like, yelled, lactation! (laughs) I was like, what? It was demon gangbang breeder lactation. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah. That was also the, the the next day. I was still chatting with you on chat from your internet and possibly your computer while you were at work. And I sent you the, the faux description of, was it like a Merlin story? No, it was the soap beating story. Yeah, the NCIS soap beating story. And you thought it was real? I, I still think on some level that's real. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. Was- you know, good might not be the best word for it, but who would have thought then that we would be here now? Not me. I didn't think I was this productive. I didn't think so either. I really didn't think so. But you know what? We've streamlined the process quite a bit. We totally have. I'm a lazier editor now, but also a better editor. Yeah, and I mean, in the beginning, when we did this, it was torturous. So torturous. I don't know whether it was because like we weren't as adept with the editing or we're just generally doing it wrong. We also weren't, like, organized. Now you're, like, the... So every week, Prue organizes, like, what we're going to talk about. And she has, like, interview questions for people. And, you know... Yeah, and line up our topics and, like, start emailing people, like, weeks in advance to line people up. I'm essentially the producer. <laughs> right. And Summer Tea, like, built us a website with templates and stuff that I can edit every week. And I can just, like, copy and paste in the content that we need for that week. And I can just be like, Prue, Prue, send me the episode description before you pass out. Yes. Yeah. Because inevitably I'm still awake in editing because time zones. Exactly. So here's the question, MK. Do you think we'll still be at this next year? Fuck if I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Good answer. Very good answer. (laughs) My dad asked today, how does the number of listeners you have relate to the rest of the podcast world? And I was like, it doesn't. He was like, why? And I'm like, because we don't know. <laughs> one, we don't know. And two, like the average podcast, you can have like a podcast that has like 12 listeners or you can have a podcast that is like, you know, like the major tech and political podcasts. Yes. I don't even want to think about how many thousands of listeners they have. Yes. Like 
they're definitely two different worlds, and we have a very specialized audience. Yeah. But there's a lot of you. Let's just put there it that way. There's like, a lot of you, and there are a lot of you in places that I do not expect. Totally. Every time I look at that, so we have, like, Google stats, and they give us, like, a map of where people are coming from, because we're creepy like that. Yep. And I'm always like, what? Like, who? Hi, the Philippines. Hi. What up, guys? Well, there's also, like, apparently, that's how we get a lot of these emails where people are like, yeah, I don't really know any of the fandoms that you talk about, but I really just like listening to, like, crazy fangirls, like, talk loudly, and it's like, hi, well, welcome to the podcast. Loud noises. I don't... Let us know if there's any ideas that you have that you would like us to talk about. Yeah, if you want yeah. something other than loud noises. <laughs> loud noises. I mean, we're clearly open to doing subjects that we know fucking nothing about, given our One Direction episode <laughs> last week. I literally thought that it was one dimension. Ah, uh, no. No, very close, though. It's like one dimension, right? They're like, no, one direction. Proud of you, baby. Proud of you. I don't know. It's a boy band. It's a boy band. You know what, though? Boy bands are very special to me and my soul. Yeah, I really like the boy band movie in Dance Central. And on that note, I think that we need to wrap up for this week. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's get uh, out of here. Any closing thoughts, MK? Um... We are ultra special and ultra fail, and I hope that we can continue to be special and fail. Agreed. Um, And coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be giving you exact dates on when we will be awarding our SLO winner of this season, um, when we're going to be going on a brief break, and then for hiatus, and when we should probably be coming back for season three if MK and I haven't murdered each other in the interim somehow. Yeah, we're going to Japan together, so no guarantees. I might sell her. Uh, I really think it would probably go the other way. Damn, you're right. Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to like this. What if I sold you into a Sailor Moon-themed harem? Would you be okay with that? No. Have you met the dudes who are in Sailor Moon fandom? Uh, there are dudes in Sailor Moon fandom? Oh my god, it's like... 70% 70% dudes. Wow, that is 70% creepier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Right, guys, I think that's it for this week. Uh, sorry for the rambling episode. This Whatever, you love it. very much one that we're like, we gotta get this done. We gotta get this done, primarily so we can read all the badass fandom confessions and this horrifying SLO entry. So horrifying. So horrifying. Good job. Yeah, indeed. Well done. Check plus Gus. All right, and on that note, I think we're wrapping up, closing up shop. Yep. See you guys on the flip side, and have a good week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I like skin coating. Don't lie. Ew. One SLO entry. Sherlock, what do you want? Your cat wants to talk by my faithful companion. Ah, fuck it. Words are difficult. Words is hard.